Two Oklahoma State Cowboy seniors will be celebrated on Saturday, so I'm taking a walk down memory lane looking at their Cowboy careers. Then we're on to ranking the 2022 Big 12 offenses, and Jalen Warren's scouting card has been uploaded to the NFL Combine page, so I dive in to see what's being said about our favorite Cowboy running back from last season, all on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Pokes is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here and Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket. RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast. Welcome back to the Locked On Pokes podcast if you're coming back. Your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Linda Godfrey. You can find my work on Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life newsletter. I am an avid Oklahoma State fan, obnoxious if you ask people close enough to me. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked On Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked On Pokes. I am recording as of this right after the Oklahoma State Cowboys beat Iowa State on the road. They kept Iowa State below 40 points, which is, well, ironic considering just last weekend I was worried we weren't going to hit 40 against the Sooners. It was an ugly basketball game, but the Cowboys got it done. We are on to the final game of the season. You know, a tough season it's been. I will definitely shed a tear or two on Saturday. When we celebrate the two Oklahoma State seniors, Isaac Likely and Bryce Williams. So I'm just going to kind of talk about their journey as a Cowboy, what they had leading up to it, what they might have coming after it. Isaac Likely, first of all, he has been through so much as a Cowboy and didn't go anywhere through all the trials and tribulations and all of the insane stuff that he's had to deal with. He has remained a Cowboy. He's played with a handful of scholarship players on one team. He's played on a team with the number one NBA draft pick in Cade Cunningham. He's won an NCAA tournament game. He's been banned completely from the NCAA tournament. So he's really experienced some some incredible highs, but also some lows in his journey as an Oklahoma State Cowboy. Likely came to Oklahoma State with four other freshmen. He is the only remaining Cowboy Two were dismissed from the program, and two transferred, leaving just Isaac Likely. He does have another year left of eligibility. Shout out the COVID-19 season. He said he's not sure if he'll play another year of college ball or not. You know, there is always this next step on. in most, most D1 collegiate athletes have a next step in their journey, in their career, whatever that may be. He has said, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I can imagine that he's very focused on finishing this last game this season with this team. Kind of, you have to imagine that they may be closer than a lot of college teams get. And I think most college teams get extremely close to these, to their teammates. But 
for this team, for what they're going through this season, I can imagine that there's maybe some extra brotherhood and, and fellowship going on with that team. So I'm I'm guessing that he really hasn't put that much thought into the future because he's very, very focused on what's happening right now. I can't imagine him playing college basketball for any other team besides Oklahoma State. I don't think if he decides to play another year of college ball, I can't imagine he transfers. I think that would be really in, weird at the end of a four-year career in Stillwater, but you know, you never know. And maybe he wants a degree that Oklahoma State doesn't offer or whatever it is, but if he does decide to play another season, I would expect it to be with Oklahoma State. Since coming to Oklahoma State in 2018, he has helped build the program under the, at the time, new head coach Mike Boynton. So he was really here for kind of the start of Mike Boynton's journey. We've just seen him grow so much in front of us and become this very important game manager. It really feels like we've been watching ice for so much longer than four seasons. I just feel like, I mean, I don't know. I was growing up and learning how to be a mom and everything. So maybe I just feel like we like grew up together. I realize he's like way younger than me, but I, I had some stumbles along the way. On top of his Cowboy accolades, being the first player in Oklahoma State history to finish with 1,000 points, only four, 54 of which came from beyond the three-point line, which is wild. 600 rebounds and 400 assists. Likely also has a gold medal to his name. Alongside Cade, Cade Cunningham, the American team took down the under-19 basketball World Cup. He averaged 8.4 points, 5.9 rebounds, and 3.1 assists during that run for the U-19 team. And not everything that Ice does for the Cowboy basketball team can be quantified. I don't think you can put everything he does, you can't put a number on everything that he does. He is the bona fide veteran leader in that locker room. I think all of the players look up to him, even the ones that may be the same age as, as Ice. They are looking to him for guidance. I think he's definitely the leader of that locker room. He can guard damn near any position on the basketball court. He is always doing whatever is asked of him. He will give 110%. It's another thing you just can't put a number on that. And he's brought Oklahoma State fans consistency and encouragement around a basketball team that's had its fair share of ups and downs the last several years. So whether the longtime Cowboy decides to run it back one more time and move on to overseas or G League or the NBA, I'm grateful that he wore orange. I'm glad we got to cheer for him the last several seasons. It was just, I just am really proud. Proud seems like a weird word for a guy that I don't know, but I'm just proud to call him a Cowboy. Next up, Bryce Williams, the super senior, has been the, at, with the Cowboys for two years after some time at a JUCO and then Ole Miss before finally landing in Stillwater. Just last week, Jacob Unruh from the Oklahoman sat down with Bryce Williams to talk about his career as a Cowboy. First of all, go read that article. It was fantastic. <laughs> Williams spoke to the growth he's experienced as a ball player, but also his growth off the court his friendship with Isaac Likely, his gratitude for Coach Boynton, his DUI earlier last year that resulted in a two-game suspension for the Cowboy. It's a truly beautiful written article, and while you're there, you should also check out Jacob Unruh's profile on Musa Sise. I read both today at my desk and cried big tears. My mom came around the corner. She was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, it's just Oklahoma State, you know? Williams talked about his indifference to school. He wasn't 
a scholar, you know, that was never an important thing to him. But in Stillwater, he was able to finally obtain that degree, something he said he hadn't realized he really wanted until he had it, until he was walking across stage and it was happening. Bryce wants to have a career at the next level. Again, there are a lot of avenues to that for basketball. His athleticism on the court is going to open doors for him, but his personality, I think, will help, and, and the way he carries himself will help him get through those doors. As a person that's made a handful of boneheaded mistakes, I spoke to that just a little bit ago. I grew up a little a, a little late, a little at the same time with my toddler, but um it's, it's just really nice to see Bryce graduate and keep pushing forward no matter what bumps in the road that he's had. You know, everybody makes mistakes. I'm not going to sing the Hannah Montana song because it might not resonate with you, but boy, it almost came out of my mouth. He had some vanity to go to Ole Miss for a chance to play at top competition, only to realize he wasn't getting enough playing time to show off and have fun. So his journey to Oklahoma State started and through some trials and tribulations there and coming out on the other side, a better player, a better man, just really warms my little mom heart right up. Seriously, go read the articles. I'm not exaggerating. They were fantastically written. Saturday in Gallagher-Iba Arena, Ice and Williams will be gifted their jerseys in a frame, have their accolades read on the loudspeaker, and hear the cheers of Cowboy fans one last time, or maybe one last time if you're Isaac Likely. Time will tell. I try to make it to as many senior games as I can. They're really my favorite game of the season, even though they are, you know, a little bittersweet. Uh, so I'll be the one with the Michelob Ultra in one hand and just tears rolling down my face. Next up on the docket, I am going to rank the Big 12 offenses for 2022. But first, March Madness is right around the corner. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to run your bracket this year. Are you going for the usual? Are you looking for the best? We've done our research and we're running brackets at runyourpool.com along with standard brackets. Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. They're both really fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our, bra our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, so we ranked the Big 12 quarterbacks a week or so ago. We have ranked the Big 12 coaches. But what about the offenses as a whole? There's some serious quarterback mix-up in the Big 12 this season, some mixed with new coaching regimes as well. So there's a lot of new happening. There's a lot of questions unanswered. A lot of, you know, is this all going to fit together and work the way that we hope it does? There are really talented pass catchers who will be expected to succeed with their new gunslingers. Guys like Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma and Xavier Worthy out of Texas. 
And that's what makes this so fun is because there are so many question marks. So without further ado, from bottom to topped, to topped, to top, let's predict some 2022 offenses. At number 10 is Kansas, and this hurts. I have confided in y'all that I am pulling for the Jayhawk football team that started to look like a football team in 2021, even if their record was still lacking in the wins column, you could tell that they were getting closer. They returned Jalen Daniels, who is the favorite to land the starting quarterback position after closing the season with 70% completion percentage and 10 touchdowns. He is dealing with an injury right now, though, as spring practice starts up, so it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Kansas also returns their leading rusher from a season ago, Devin Neal, who rushed for 700 yards and eight touchdowns as a freshman. I spoke to this, but Kansas also did some work in the transfer portal, bringing in a big tackle for their offensive line and two running backs. They also brought in four defensive players, but we're not talking about defense today. This was never going to be a quick build, and I specifically say build and not rebuild because I don't think they're rebuilding to anything. I think they're trying to finally build something, but it is nice to see that the Jayhawk football team is trending in the right direction. At number nine, give me West Virginia. Head coach Neil Brown has brought in Graham Harrell, who spent three years as the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach for USC. West Virginia ranked number 88 in the country offensively, losing their bowl game 18-6 to on the way to a 6-7 and season overall. We've touched on this, but a lot of the Big 12 quarterback controversy heading into 2022, there's plenty of it. The Mountaineers may have the tough, toughest competition on their hands and not in like as much as they have two really good ones that they're trying to decide between, but there is just lots of inexperience in their quarterback room. So it'll be interesting to see if Harrell can coach one of them up to ensure a more dynamic West Virginia offense in 2022. Number eight, Iowa State. The Cyclones have a lot of skill to replace on the offensive side of the ball. Gone is longtime starting quarterback Brock Purdy. All-American running back Brees Hall and Charlie Kohler, their stud tight end and the number one plan B guy in the Big 12. And not the plan B you like get at Walgreens, but as in this first read wasn't going to work. I'll just chunk it up to Kohler, that kind of plan B. He was a security blanket for Brock Purdy. He did a very good job of it. Replacing two of your best weapons and the guy that was leading those weapons is no small task. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Having Matt Campbell as their head coach is the best scenario for the Cyclones. He did a fine job recruiting after the after the down year in 2021 when Iowa State was a Big 12 championship favorite. So, I, I mean, you've got to trust Matt Campbell. He's a very sought-after coach. Obviously, he's doing something right. So I think Iowa State has the chance to move up this ladder as 2022 gets closer. At number seven, Kansas State. Possibly... My favorite Big 12 player that's not on the Cowboys is Deuce Vaughn. He is so much fun to watch run the football. I'm already jonesing to add him to my fantasy teams when he heads to the NFL following the 2022 season. Like, I'm I'm looking way ahead. I love Deuce Vaughn. But what about the rest of K-State's 2022 offense? The passing attack needs to make up some groundwork to catch up with their rushing attack. If transfer quarterback Adrian Martinez can find more highs than lows in 2022, the Wildcats offense should take a step up from last season. That's not a huge uh, bar to clear, you know, more highs than lows, but Adrian Martinez 
definitely has a up and down career. There has been little to no consistency in his gameplay. So hopefully he can find some of that consistency now that he is in Kansas State. Number six, give me TCU. New head coach Sonny Dykes gets to start his TCU head coaching career with a quarterback battle between Max Duggan and Chandler Morris, both both of which showed potential last season. I mean, I don't think that there was a clear winner by any means. TCU and Big 12 fans alike should be keeping an eye on that competition throughout the spring. Sonny Dykes has had no problem getting points from his offenses, and you've got to imagine that the Horn Frogs are a little excited about having an offensive head coach after a very long tenure of defensive-minded Gary Patterson. Next up, and at number five, I'll go Texas Tech. I don't think it will take much for the Red Raiders to move up this list. Between their new offensive coordinator, Zach Kitley, and quarterback Tyler Show. this offense could be a high-flying caliber type of offense, the air raid offense that the world is used to seeing in the Big 12. So it has potential, but there are lots of new pieces to kind of fit together, so I'm not ready to move them any higher as it stands right now. If all the puzzle pieces fit, there is very, very big potential at Texas Tech. At number four, give me Texas. This is not going to align with what other people are putting out on the internet, but I'm not ready to declare Texas back. I know, shocker. Texas is another team that could move up this ladder depending on how their new pieces fit together. Bijan Robinson, stud. Xavier Worthy, also a stud. And Quinn Ewers could be a stud, but that remains to be seen. We haven't seen him on a college field yet. I'm not ready to declare him the best quarterback in the Big 12. He is a fantastic prospect, but can Sark get everything out of him his first season in college? And can the youngster put this team on his back that couldn't even beat Kansas last season? A lot remains to be seen for the Longhorns. Even with their treasure trove of elite weapons, I have to see it all happen first before I'm willing to rank them any higher. Even with the elite weapons of Bijan and Xavier Worthy. And number three, give me Oklahoma. What's that? Another team with lots of questions and very few answers. New head coach Brent Venables has all eyes on him. And I'm not talking about Sooner's eyes. I'm talking about everybody because it has been months and the talking heads still can't stop talking about Lincoln Riley leaving Norman. I can't do it anymore. It was funny at first. I'm pretty over it. Sooner fans are so pissed at Riley and so sure that Venables can turn this boat around immediately his first year that I can't imagine what an average season will do to that fan base. If it were to happen, I'm not saying they're going to have an average season, but I am saying if they do, oh, it's going to get violent. It's going to get it's going to get out of hand. But if Venables, scumbag, and no, sorry, I mean offensive coordinator Jeff Lebby and transfer quarterback Dylan Gabriel can get to rocking, I wouldn't be surprised to see this offense be the offense that we're used to out of Norman. Going to be a different conversation when we talk about Big 12 defenses, but this offense does, again, have a lot of potential, but are all the puzzle pieces going to fit together right out of the gate? Now, I know Dylan Gabriel and Jeff Levy have worked together before. I understand that. Still a lot to come in and be new and to excel to where Sooner fans have propped up Brent Venables. I hope he's going to have to kill it because otherwise it's going to get violent quick. At number two, give me Oklahoma State. 
one of the two teams in the Big 12 with a consistent starting quarterback returning in Spencer Sanders. Yes, the Cowboys lost their wide receiver one and their running back one. That's terrifying, but the wide receiver the wide receiver room is chock full of talent, albeit youthful. It's still very, very talented. I don't think it'll take much time for these young guns to get used to being the focal point of this offense. As for the running backs, we have two really good running backs coming in and some talent left from last season that we saw flashes from in 2021. A couple weeks ago, I did talk about the full wide receiver uh, room and the full running back room. So if you want to go listen to a full breakdown of who's entertaining uh, the offense this season, they are a couple couple episodes ago. I can't tell you exactly what episode it is. I'm terrible. There's some replacement that will need to happen on the offensive line, but I trust spring practice to get the O-line up to stuff. If you'll recall, in the start of 2021, the offensive line took a little adjusting through the non-conference schedule before it was all in the right places. I expect that to be a very similar ploy this season, but hopefully a little less Heading into 2021, there were some injuries to the offensive line. Hopefully we're not dealing with injuries, but just kind of figuring out the perfect mold for the offensive line in 2022. And at number one, and should really come as very little surprise, I have Baylor, the only other school besides Oklahoma State, returning their regular starting quarterback from last season. The most important piece to their puzzle is offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes. He stayed put in Baylor. He's fantastic. You know, him and Jim Knowles were both up for coordinator awards at the end of last season. I love what Jeff Grimes does. I love what he's able to do with the talent that he's given. Yes, the Bears lost their two uh, leading rushers and a wide receiver to the NFL draft after 2021. But their offensive line, which was an absolute unit last season, is returning four of its starters. So while Oklahoma State's offense is, is trying to figure out that offensive line, I think Baylor's offensive line is going to be very good again this season, which is a fantastic place to be in when you have running backs with very little experience like Baylor will have this season. If Jeff Grimes and Gary Bohannon can get it going again in 2022, Baylor could be staring down a repeat Big 12 championship. I don't want to be the one to say it, but somebody had to, and that's just where we stand right now. Like I said, there is a lot of movement that could happen, potentially pairings that may or may not work out. So lots of question marks in the Big 12 right now, but I think Oklahoma State and Baylor, based on who's returning and what they did last year, are definitely the top two as we stand right now. Coming up, as the NFL Combine inches closer, players' draft cards are being uploaded to the NFL Combine page. Jalen Warren's initial card was posted yesterday, Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired head coach is going to land, because you know they will. They always do. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Head to the website today and you, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. And the website is brand new. It looks great. It's very easy to use. And this is coming from somebody that's not good at using technology. Do not wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers. 
Bet online where the game starts. So Jalen Warren's scout card has been posted online. His prospect grade right now as it sits is a 5.94 in NFL words, and this is straight from their website. He is an average backup or a special team starter. I think Jalen Warren has a really good chance to bolster his NFL draft stock this weekend at, or over the course of the week and this weekend, especially his attitude that he brings to the table. We all know how serious Jalen Warren takes competition from the story where he walked back to campus after a game that after the uh, Big 12 championship. So we know what he brings to the table as a competitor. He's confident. He knows what he does and what he does well. NFL analyst Zach Zerline has already said that he's noticed that self-assured competitor. His full write-up says he's a wrecking ball on wheels who plays with a type of pace and power that makes tape study a lot of fun. I think we can all agree with that. It was a blast to watch Jalen Warren run the football this year. Warren is a self-assured competitor who proved he could handle the workload and spotlight of the Big 12. Again, very clearly a workhorse running back for the Cowboys. Something Mike Gundy has not always been super gung-ho about, but in the last couple of seasons, has really the offense has really focused on one running back. He's decisive with an ability to cut at full speed. However, he lacks bursts and agility to expand his runs too far outside. Now, this is my favorite sentence that was written, and I agree with it wholeheartedly. He said he's a momentum runner who is much tougher to tackle with every step he takes. I think we can all agree that that's the case with Jalen Warren. I mean, he he just ran so hard. And once he got, once he had an idea of like, this is where I'm going, it was like a freight train, impossible to take down. He said he needs to be blocked up as he lacks the ability to create for himself early in the run. He's talented in the screen game and has a chance to compete for a backup role. I think the thing I can most get behind, like I said, in this evaluation is the getting harder to tackle with every step. He led the Big 12 in forced missed tackles in 2021. And I think he has, like I said, a chance to really bolster himself on the combine. There are Every coach cares about something different, but I think for Jalen, what he has going for him is, is his attitude, is how he carries himself. It is going to be noticed when he gets asked questions. It's going to be noticed when he does interviews. I think he's going to find himself a lot of NFL fans, us, us like fantasy ones that are super nerdy and watch the whole combine and listen to what every prospect says. I think he's going to find himself some fans. He'll be called a sleeper uh, in the coming weeks on on the online circuit. I guarantee it. I will let you all know as soon as I see it for the first time. Under strength, some of the things they have listed, I'm not going to read off the whole thing, and there will be notes added to these pages if you want to find it. I'm sure it's a very easy Google online. But a couple of the things that I like that they wrote, uh, he said there's almost no dancing when the ball is in his hands. Again, that's part of Jalen Warren's, once he has decided this is where I'm going, that's where he goes. He's not going to waste time literal seconds just to try to find something as soon as he sees it that's where his movements are going says a big chunk of his uh, yardage came after contact like I mentioned he led the big 12 in force missed tackles there were some times where he bounced off three to four guys before anybody could take him down it was fascinated fascinating to watch 
One other comment I liked was uh, in his strength column, speaking to his pass catching and the way that he creates yardage in the screen game. It's a fantastic use use of a running back, especially when uh, a backup can do that. So no, he's probably not going to get drafted to be a team's number one running back. But you guys, if you watch the NFL at all, you know how fragile running backs can be. Being a backup is fantastic. We just saw this year, Chuba Hubbard was backing up Christian McCaffrey. And as soon as Christian McCaffrey went down, that became Chuba's backfield. So we certainly have seen it happen in the past plenty of times where a guy will go down and you have to rely on that on that backup running back. So if he gets himself into a good spot, I can see him having a really good NFL career. I think he'll be very well liked at the Combine. Under weaknesses, again, I'm just going to read really probably the most important one is he's not great at pass protection. That means you're coming off the field on third downs. You don't want to ever, you don't want to ever give a team a reason that you can come off the field. So that's something he'll have to work on. And that's just, that's just the way she blows as Malcolm Rodriguez and Colby Harvell peels cards come out. I'll go over them as well as drills start. We will check back in on them, see how they're doing. That's it for today. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go Pokes!